is Sunday, November 29th, and the Sons of Saturday. We are back in action. All of us, we got three big time bright smiles on our faces right now. Shout out John Cran. It's a lot easier to go to sleep after a big time hooky victory. Or is it, Bill? Is it easy to go to sleep after a hooky victory? Dude, I don't know. Dude, last night, at, first of all, I'm like geeking out. Like I, I haven't started a podcast smiling. I can hear the energy in your voice. Like everybody, everybody's just just happy. Victory Sunday, victory Monday. Um, I, I'm just in a great mood. Um, but yeah, so last night after the game, I was up to like two o'clock in the morning just doing Mike Young deep dives. I, I watched his introductory press conference. I watched a video of him reading books to uh ch- to hospital kids in Radford. I watched him mic'd up at Wofford. I watched, I mean, I was just d- deep diving into Mike Young YouTube archives. Um, man, I cannot get enough of that guy. I love this basketball team. I can't wait to talk about it here for the next however long we're on here, but I, I, I'm just overwhelmingly happy. I'm looking at Grayson. Grayson's got Grayson's got a smile on there. His beautiful choppers are showing through. Grayson, you're this is the happiest I've seen you maybe in 2020. <laughs> I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, to be honest. But yes, I mean the energy is palpable. Uh, palpable, Mike Young. Uh, energy right now. Uh, shout out to John Rothstein. I'm in, a, I'm in a phenomenal mood right now, guys. Last night was so incredibly awesome to see what the uh, what the team was able to do. Uh, I guess we can kick it off here with a Hokey High coup presented by the Main Street Pharmacy. Pat, take it away. So we know Jeremy Counts, Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts, was one of those guys on uh, on the Twitter machine and on the internet who was just so fired up, just like us, about that Virginia Tech win last night. I bet I bet a lot of people went into his store today, into his pharmacy, and said, hey, Dr. J, watch that game last night. And Dr. Dr. J was probably like, oh, you bet I did, man. And the Hokies are rolling, and the Main Street Pharmacy is rolling. We love them down at the Main Street Pharmacy. Head on in there. Jeremy and his fantastic, unbelievable, incredible, tremendous staff will greet you with a smile. If you want to buy a Sons of Saturday t-shirt, if you want to buy a Sons of Saturday flag, you know, wave it, wave it on your, uh, your dock at Smith Mountain Lake, wave it at the, uh, you know, on your wall at the, at the fraternity house. I don't know. Jump in there, grab your son's gear and, and grab your prescriptions and all your other pharmaceutical needs at the Main Street Pharmacy, where you are a neighbor, not a number. Pat, one second. I want to. Uh, th- this is this is due. The last four weeks, we have had more hokey haiku submissions than we have maybe had in a, the entirety of our existence. I would just want to. I just want to like thank everybody who has been diving into the poetry book, putting on their Shell Silverstein cap. And just writing in some great haikus. We can't get to all of them, but the submissions have been fantastic. And we, uh, in our in our pre in our pre pod meetings, we're reading through them. We appreciate them. Y'all know who you are. Thank you so much. Nikki Giovanni would be very very proud. She absolutely would. She absolutely would. Uh, yeah, I think we got seven or eight this week. I'm gonna read four uh, four that we picked out here. This first one comes from Brendan Cafferkey. He submitted this last week, even before the season started. He's he's a big basketball guy, big hot takes guy. But uh, we, we have to honor him with this first one. Popcorn is popping. Coach Young will redeem this year. Long live 
the Hokies. You know, it was pointed out 365 days ago was the UVA uh, game in Charlottesville. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we're turning the page from that 365 day span. I know we don't play them for another few weeks here, but uh, let's hope this year has been redeemed uh, by the handles of Coach Young. Mike Holmes, down goes number three. We're we're now a basketball school? Question mark. UVA still stinks. Up, oh, yes. Oh, UVA did lose on Friday to San Francisco. Yikes! Pokebird fan page. Mike Young strikes again. Great team win with strong defense. Down goes number three. Love that. Thank you, Mr. Hokey Bird fan page. And then Robert Irby, the pride of Radford, the man himself, Coach Mike Young. Top five teams. Watch out. So even just looking oh. at looking at these uh, these haikus, three out of four of them mentioning Coach Young. The the energy. It is, it is, it's tangible. I can feel it. I can feel the fever rising here with Coach Young. So let's talk about this, this basketball game here. How did we even get here? The folks go up to the Mohegan Sun, Uncasville, Connecticut, I believe is the name of the town. Where the hell is that? So they're, they're, they're driving up 95 to get up to Uncasville. And at 1.45 a.m., on Friday morning, we get the uh, the ding ding, the text message, the call that Villanova wants to schedule Virginia Tech because Temple had a positive test. We were supposed to play Temple on Saturday, obviously canceled with that positive test uh, for COVID protocol. So, a familiar, friendly foe down the main line in Philly shouted all the Philly Hokies, Villanova Wildcats. Great esteemed basketball program. I got a lot of a lot of friends who have gone to Villanova. Uh, very vocal fan base. They love their Wildcats. Uh, they they give us the ring. We set up the game. Yeah, let's do it. Eight o'clock, eight fifteen Saturday night. You know, you tell us where and when we'll be there. So we get a a high profile game on our schedule at the beginning of the year. A great test. You got to before we get into the nitty gritty of the game too. I just want to thank like this is for this game to even happen. Um, this is something that's going to have to happen a lot throughout the basketball season with ho- hopefully not too much, but with uh, g- things needing to change. Just, I really have to tip my cap to Villanova's athletic department, our athletic department, the coaches, the players to all get on board and make this happen. Um, Cause something like this is tremendously difficult to help come together. Um and it was it was a treat to even be able to watch the game, much less win it. So thank you to everybody who who made this possible on such short notice. So we go into this game, number three ranked team in the country, neutral site, Coach Young, November, Virginia Tech wears the orange uniforms, and you're thinking, huh, this is the exact same scenario as last year at the Maui Invitational when we got up against Tom Izzo's squad in Michigan State. And Virginia Tech shot lights out and dug out a gritty win. This was a lot different. This game was a lot different. And uh, if you if you checked out the Nick Parker game preview that was put out on Saturday morning, there were a couple of things that we were looking at here. Uh, one, Colin Gillespie on Villanova. Uh, he's a senior guard, extremely talented, very good shooter, very good distributor of the ball. And then their big man, 
uh, Robinson Earl. Uh, I forget his first name. And then they have, they have depth all over as well. They have a very, very talented roster. Uh, you know, Villanova recruits top five classes year in and year out. And we just, we just got after it right away, right away. We were dominating down low. We were dominating them down low as far as uh, Robinson Earl. I believe he had two points in the first half. And then uh, the fellows just came out and, and were shooting very well. They were distributing the ball very well. Um, but overall, you know, theme of the game here, shooting from behind the arc in the second half, six for nine in the second half, 10 of 20 overall. So shooting at a 50% clip from three is always going to, to treat you well. And uh, we ended up at 47% overall throughout first, second half and overtime. Um, Naheem Aline was incredible. Four of six from deep. A couple of clutch threes from Justin Mutz, who uh, had a very clutch three to set the tone in overtime. And then uh, Kevin Aluma, 23 and eight, really dominated down low offensively and defensively. Talk about that defense. He was fantastic on defense the, uh, the other night. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, I, I know you guys have talked a lot about his offensive ability and how much he's come a long way. And his John Rothstein was, was raving about uh, how far he's come since his uh, last year playing in Wofford. Um, but his defensive presence is something that we have not had in a long time. Uh, and, and what really stuck out to me was, was him Beatty and, um, and Mutz just making, just making plays in the paint inside 15 feet, uh, to really stop any drives that they have, or when they tried to go ISO ball, it's something that we haven't been able to do since I've been watching Virginia tech basketball. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more as far as defense and then rebounding too. We out-rebounded Villanova 40-31. to 31. Uh, Aluma with eight. Radford with 13. Tyrese Radford had five rebounds like seven minutes into the game. It was... It was you know what's my deep. favorite about those? Is you read the comments of like the ESP. I love when uh, when like major things post about uh, post about the game because then you can read what like knee jerk people think, and everyone's like, "Who's this six foot two guy with thirteen rebounds?" It's like, no, 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 no. That's not just a six foot two guy. That guy is grit personified, and thirteen <laughs> rebounds is about what we expect. Um, but uh, no, Radford, the energy and everything else is is unparalleled, and and I just love watching that that, that kid go at it. As a as a team that is characteristically, at least in the past, I mean, we've had a lot of solid shooters, but uh, characteristically undersized, uh, haven't had a lot of depth down in the paint. To see them out-rebound a team like Villanova, no less the number three team in the country, uh, is incredible. It's it's so special. And and I, I, I don't know, guys, I'm more fired up about this team than I have been in a, in a long time as a result, just as a collective. Uh, and speaking of, of out rebounding them, I mean, 40 to 31, this wasn't like we won by a couple of rebounds, especially at that last possession where it took us two or three sh- uh, shots at the rim to eventually get fouled. Um, the ability to be not only from a height perspective, comparable Villanova was still larger, did a great job getting into position, uh, boxing out and, and just, just paying, just paying, <laughs> paying attention and, and, and maximizing our opportunities. Um, so, I mean, Again, just such an, un, I don't want to say uncharacteristic, but definitely doesn't ma- align with what we've done in the past for a long time. Yeah, high level. I mean, we're, at, we're without 
Ojiako, who provides size. We are without Jalen Cohn. I'm not going to call Jalen Cohn a legitimate scorer. I think he's a, he's a great uh, square up and shoot guy and can get you, you know, three or four three pointers a game, which obviously makes a difference. But to go out there and win this game without those two guys, I remember texting one of the group chats during the game, uh, you know, when Villanova started to pull away. And I said that we don't really have a defined scorer on the team. We don't have a guard that can go out and get, you know, 18 or 19 night in and night out. But, and Bill, I know, I know you want to jump in here. Uh, I, I think what what we've been able to do is just maximize everyone's strengths, play to everyone's strengths, and ultimately it was a team win and the definition of a team win. But Bill, go ahead. Two things that 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 pop out to me there, and and you know, for me, it's not as much somebody who's going to consistently give you nineteen, twenty, twenty-four points. When I when I the one thing that I think this basketball team needs to identify, or the one weakness, I guess you can call it, that it has, is as the shot clock winds down, you're in a position where the play's obviously broken down. You got four or five seconds left, and you need to create a shot, or you need to have somebody who's going to find a, a high percentage opportunity. We don't have that right now. Uh, you're seeing what Landers Nolly is doing in Memphis. He's a tremendously talented basketball player. And for all of not his faults, but as much of sometimes it wasn't a fit to what we were trying to do. He was the one where the play breaks down. You find him. He's going to get you a high percentage shot. Is it going to go in every time? No. Is, it, is he going to get a high percentage shot? Yes. Um, that to me is what is what we need to identify. Uh, because right now it's usually give the ball to Beatty. He's going to make the right decision. And Beatty found his jump shot the other night, which was fantastic. And that'll be huge for us if that can continue. On the flip side, what I love about this basketball team is you now I was thinking about it and I was like, what teams like, what teams does this remind me of? And I was on the phone with Mate earlier today. I might walk across the tap and Z. And we were talking about, uh, we were talking about the basketball team. And I was like, you know what? Like this team, just remind, we just got a bunch of guys who play hard. We're like, we're like, I, we're like the Iowa state cyclones. We're like, we're like the Iowa Hawkeyes, like just a bunch of guys. They know their role. They come out, they play hard um, and they play hard for one another. Um, and I was going to talk about this later. I guess we could talk about it now. The energy that was brought from everybody on the bench, standing up, clapping, high-fiving, just unbelievable energy and excitement for their teammates. I, I more than anything, probably I, I loved watching that. I mean, the thing that kind of went crazy was the Joe Bama seal flex uh, caught on, caught on and uh, tweeted out by ESPN. But uh, in the first and second, uh, second half, they kept showing the bench, like chanting defense. Like it was like, it was like kind of like watching an AAU basketball game. Uh, they had the same excitement where we had the and one at the end of the game, uh, or when Couture drew a foul, I loved seeing how many uh, how many charges we were able to draw the other night. But uh, the team is locked in, and the team, man, these guys love each other, and they they are just a joy to watch compete on the court together. I said it before we started recording. Uh, they just looked like they were having so much fun. I had the biggest smile on my face. I mean, regardless of the outcome of the game. I mean, sure, it's always great to win, especially against a team like Villanova. But I was thinking to myself, being fully transparent, I mean, right now, if we were to lose this game, I would have a peace of mind knowing how much fun the team looked like they were having. Uh, you know, Jalen Cohn is out there literally, defense, defense. Like, what is it? What is this? Bringing the castle guard to Bubbleville? I mean, Jalen Cohn, 
should you know i don't i don't know if they can can you do like a dual, dual sport you know <laughs> in the stands but also i i don't know how that will work out but just the energy just you could really really feel it even even socially distant so much energy on on the bench and i just i love that I love it so much. Makes me think of what we were doing in Charlotte a few weeks ago, guys, like when Paul Debnam had the towels out <laughs> doing our thing. So, um, Bill, I, I couldn't agree more. I just – I love the energy of this team. You know, um, we're very, very, very early into the season. This is our second game. And uh, obviously we beat Radford earlier in the week uh, on Wednesday. But something that I think is good to keep in mind here – is watching the team where we are here. It's November 29th. We, we, we tip off against USF in three and a half hours. Um, but watching the growth from the team moving from November forward, just to give you an idea, last year in that Michigan State win, I'm peeping the box, to, uh, the, uh, the box score right now, two of our best players, Tyrese Radford and... Jalen Cohn combined to play 19 minutes for three points and one field goal and one rebound. Uh, Three rebounds. Okay. So between, between Radford and Cohn last year, three rebounds, three points, 19 minutes. These are very, very, very good players and very important players to our basketball team. Obviously they were freshmen at that point in the season last year. But just to see how far they have come, you get very good minutes out of Radford. He arguably could be, uh, you know, number two in line. I think BD is the glue guy, but I think after BD, you got to look right to Radford as a glue guy. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that game over game, the Radford game to this Villanova victory is Justin Mutz. Justin Mutz did not get that much time uh, on on Wednesday against Villanova. And then you are against uh, Radford and then you see him coming in and being put into the starting lineup for the first time. And he was an 39 absolute, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 39 minutes from Mutz, absolute beast on the boards. He had, uh, he had eight re or six rebounds. Um, and then again, those two clutch threes. So really good minutes from Mutz, great offensively, great defensively. And again, it's still November. This is only November, as Rothstein would say, but uh, a lot to learn moving forward here from this team. Maybe one of the biggest shots of the entire night uh, was Mutz, or there were several huge shots throughout the night, but Mutz had a corner three um, that somehow swinged over to him to kick off overtime. I believe it were the first points out, uh, out in overtime. Zero hesitation, lets it fly. I'm looking at some of these numbers. from. It, here's how our starters shot. Um, from from the three point line, uh, would be Sabidi two of four, uh, Hunter Couture one of two, Justin Mutz two of two, and Keve Aluma one of one. And then off the bench, you had Aline went four for six. Um, you know, but only 10 three pointers. If you would have told me, um, you know, that we'd only hit 10 three pointers against Villanova and we would have been out free throw shotted, I wouldn't have loved our uh, loved our chances to win to win that basketball game, but we found a way to win. And, and uh, coach Giltner alluded to this. We're going to be winning games in different ways than we won them last year. Uh, and we said this after the Radford game, we just are, we have an opportunity and the ability to do so much more than we did last year. There are so many more blueprints to victory this year than there were last year. 
Um, and we're going to continue to improve on that. The players are going to continue to get better and the system is going to continue to get more complex. And um, man, I'm just, again, still smiling. We've been talking for 15 minutes. I'm still, uh, I'm still on cloud nine. Before we jump into some other things that we liked here and things that we learned, uh, Bill, talk to us about, about our favorite food network star. So yeah, yesterday we saw three different Cartier Jadas um, throughout the game. Diada, in no, in no question, hands down, is the most effective when BD is on the court. Um, and again, I can't take my, I, I can't say enough about Wabisa BD uh, and his ability to just continuously make the right decision and defend at a high level. Um, but then Diada, when we got in a little bit of foul trouble. It almost the only comparison I can make is like Russell Westbrook light. It seemed kind of out of control, some bad shots, some turnovers, some no, no, yes stuff. But then in overtime, completely different player. We enter overtime with Bisa Beatty is not is not able to play. And 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 Diada really kind of was one of the biggest reasons we were able to get home. We didn't just win overtime, we dominated overtime. I mean, we outscored Villanova 17 to 9 in overtime. Um, again, after just yeah, I don't want to beat this to death because I feel like Twitter's already done it. But after just a, a, it was it was the right call, but just a devastating turn of events where you go from winning the basketball game to two free throws, knock them down, going to overtime. Everybody's you know ticked off, but you gather yourself against number three team in the country, older team, you know, and you just find a way to win the basketball game. It was grit. It was awesome. Some of the other notes that I have um, following up the game, Jalen Cohn coming back is going to be a very interesting ad for a couple of reasons. Right now, uh, as we ran it yesterday, we had Diada coming off of the bench. Uh, I'm curious to know if, if Jalen Cohn will kind of step into that sixth man role and you put Diada in the starting lineup, what we're going to continue to do with this carousel that is the starting lineup. Uh, but again, Jalen Cohn is going to be a phenomenal ad uh, especially from deep with Couture coming on. And um, that's, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how we, how we handle that huge shout out to coach Cone. He's been a ton of fun to follow on Twitter. He's invested. He's watching the game. He's got the game on, on the huge screen and whatever place he was at watching it. Let's shock the world. We did shock the world. Loved it. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the, I loved seeing Coach Giltner drawing up plays. You could hear Coach Giltner on the television broadcast. Uh, he was awesome. The bench mob was great. And again, like, y'all can get as mad as you want. The call that Jay Wright made going to get the game to overtime, it was a phenomenal uh, play design. And it was the correct call. They got to the correct call. They didn't call it right the first time, but it absolutely was a, uh, a defensive foul. Very good drop by Jay Wright. And quite honestly, good job by Jay Wright for antagonizing the referees to flip the call. If he doesn't say anything and he's not screaming and doing his Pat Narduzzi uh, impression, we probably don't go to overtime. We're probably wrapping it up and that's the end of the game. But uh, he's a great coach. I- I'm actually a huge Jay Wright fan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a foul. Let's not get that twisted here. All I could think in that moment was, okay, assume that foul is not called. And there's 1.3 seconds left on the clock. I mean, we had just done a great thing, marched down the court and scored. Uh, you know, it's weird me saying court as opposed to field, you know, usually at least this time of year we're talking about football. <laughs> but marching down the court and scoring, 
you know, this is what Villanova does. That's all I could think. 1.3 seconds. I don't know if y'all saw that national championship game against the, the North Carolina Tar Heels a couple of years ago. I'm like, that's all they need. <laughs> but uh, obviously things went a little bit differently. Um, and then in the postgame presser, uh, I just want to talk about this for a second. Uh, Coach Mike Young, he comes out and he's talking about the game and he acknowledges right off the bat his own failure as a coach to have Aluma miss the free throw on purpose. Uh, and that I, I really think that that speaks volumes about him as a head coach uh, taking responsibility. He says, hey, look, I know he didn't he didn't you know, try and make that basket, but I have to make sure that he misses it. I have to make sure. So that was my failure. Uh, and I really, I really liked that. I really liked him saying that. Um, and, and I just think it speaks volumes about his character. Y'all, you know, he's a, he's a Southwest Virginia boy uh, through and through, you know, just came up, came up in Radford and, and, and I just love the way that he handles things like this and, and just I, it speaks volumes, and and I, I tell you, man, I love Coach Mike Young. Coach Young, if you're listening, I um I I love what you're doing here in Blacksburg, and I love that the I love the culture that you've established. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I I I can't even like, you know, a lot of people like the the Beamer comparison. I, I, you know, they're they're similar in some ways, but I've never. I, 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 I can't compare him to anybody. Like he is, he is must see television. As soon as the game's over, I'm like, Oh, they have to interview coach young. They have to interview coach young. When are they interviewing coach young? Uh, and just the way that he talks about his players, the way that he talks about what he's building. And, you know, you could see him calculate, not even calculating his answer, just giving you the real, the real honest answer about whatever questions he's being asked. Uh, again, you can't, you know, we say this every time we could bring him up, you couldn't have asked for a better uh, a better representative or leader for this basketball program, and 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 I'm just elated that uh, that he's on our side. People, people, people really believe in Coach Young, and we'll transition that things that we believe in. We're gonna do this segment here. What did we learn? What did we learn from this game? It's brought to you that a place that we believe that you should rent an apartment at. Phil, the hub. Talk to us about the hub. Dude, you know I love doing hub read-offs. Look, everybody's back home now, and I've been telling you for weeks, like, yo, like, don't go home without knowing where you're going to live next year. It never ends up working out. Well, look, there are some of you listening right now that have made that mistake, and you're, you know, back in, you know, Nowheresville, Kansas, or you're back in, like, uh, you know, Northwest Virginia, or maybe you're up in Boston, Maine, Vermont, uh, wherever the heck you're coming from. Maybe we have some Nevada Hokies. Look, you are going to have to go back to Blacksburg and you're going to have to have a place to live and you're not going to have time to go tour. You're not going to have time to go check it out. Look, go live where it's brand new. The smoke detectors will be brand new. The paint will be brand new. Everything will have that new car smell, but it'll be a new apartment smell. It's going to be brand spanking new. You're going to have the hot tub. You're going to have your own study lounge going to have your own place to go lift weights so you can get right for spring break when you get back to school, yada, yada, yada. Stop cutting corners. Stop looking for the easy way out. The Hub in Blacksburg is the absolute best place you could possibly be. Shout out to everyone who has reached out. They are excited to be moving there. It is more than a place to live. It is a community. It's a community. They're making a difference. They're doing philanthropies. They're giving away iPads. I mean, they're doing all sorts of stuff. So check them out. The Hub in Blacksburg. 
Tell them the sun sent you. Check them out. We'd love, love you to live the high life and the best life that there is in Blacksburg. I think I might sign my next lease there. Uh, so we kind of touched on this earlier. A lot of comparisons were made between this game and the Michigan State game. What did we learn, though? What really did we learn? What were the main differences? I think that this was just a completely different game. As Coach Giltner says, we're playing different ball. We're getting in the paint. We're playing phenomenal defense on the perimeter and in the paint. We're grabbing rebounds. Michigan State out-rebounded us 43-27 to last year in Maui, and you know we kind of had to rely on situational ball here and, and great shooting to get us the win. But it was a different story at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville. And uh, a lot of that is in part to newcomers, Aluma and Mutz, and then Radford just completely flourishing here. Um, Radford's got the new haircut, or I guess lack of haircut. And then Beatty cut his hair. We didn't talk about uh, haircuts of Saturday here, salons of Saturday. Um, but uh, uh, in addition to that, we learned that this team does not give up. I bet you every single Virginia Tech basketball fan out there who's been watching the Hokies for the last, you know, 15, 20 years was thinking about some of those, like, I want to say 2008 teams where it'd be an ACC game and we would lose on a buzzer beater. I think in the, the, the 07, 08 season, we lost like eight games by a combined like 21 points. Uh, it was just absolutely brutal. And having that tick on the clock and getting Jay out there and arguing and getting the, uh, the free throws there, I wasn't feeling good about going into overtime. And I know you guys probably weren't either just because of the momentum, you know, and that's something that a pardon the pun young team last year might have folded in overtime. And, you know, Villanova hits the first three and all of a sudden it's an eight point loss in overtime. But this time, you know, the ball was bouncing our way. The stroke of luck was bouncing our way. And, you know, we had, we have guys with leadership. We have guys with experience. These guys are one year older and the coaching down the stretch was also phenomenal. But, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta give a lot of credit to Justin Mutz for setting the tone with that corner three, but I think experience and leadership really contributed to the team, not giving up when they were not even in a hole. Well, I mean, they were in a hole earlier in the game when Nova went on the 11 0 run, they came back from that the first time. Uh, and then a second time doing it, uh, when overtime was forced, but just so proud of the guys there. So that's what I learned. Grayson, I know you, uh, you wanted to add to that. Sure. Something that I learned, uh, something that I observed, uh, someone tweeted last night, something along the lines of last year with the Michigan state game, it seemed as there there was a stroke of luck involved. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that sentiment uh, at all. I, I, I do probably believe that there was some luck involved there, but this year the stakes were the exact same. They come out wearing the exact same color uniform for all the uniform hive out there. And we played our asses off. Uh, there was essentially a 24-hour turnaround time for us to be ready to face the number three team in the country. And it was not luck this time. It was coaching and game plan execution that won us the ball game yesterday against the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, and we won on our own merit. So you have to credit the coaching staff and you have to credit the players and everybody involved uh, for, for pulling off this win um, and, and, I can't wait to watch the guys compete tonight against the 
University of South Florida Bulls. Yeah, I, I think what I stepped away with is uh, we have an elite defensive roster. Uh, we have guys that are able to step up and, and, and guard anybody. Again, I don't want to take – please don't take anything away from Villanova. This is an extremely talented roster that we had to go up against the other night um, and and really held our own, held them to 29 first quarter point, first half points and uh, nine points in overtime. Um, we turned Villanova into an isolation basketball team that was forced to take low percentage shots at the end of the shot clock. Now, granted, again, Villanova is a good basketball team. And a lot of those shots went down where you just have to kind of, you know, nod your head and say, Hey, it's nothing you can do about that. There were a lot of times where they knocked down shots that were tough percentage shots, but uh, the announcers alluded to it. Like tech is tech did a lot of small things right yesterday. Uh, Jay, Jay Wright gave uh, coach young and the team a ton of credit. Um, really, really did a good job of uh, finding ways to, uh, to make it, it tough for Villanova. This team doesn't get bullied in, bullied in the paint. We have the ability to um, to control the paint, control the rebounding. That's great. We got to the foul line. This was one of my concerns after the Radford game. We only shot 11 free throws versus Radford, but we shot 23 last night uh, at a 73.9% clip. Um, so that was definitely a, a difference maker. And also the poor free throw shooting from Villanova with an uncharacteristic uh, only 12 free throw makes over the course of the game. That really kind of hamstrung them. And uh, this team loves each other. They love playing. They love playing together. Uh, they're motivated. Um, and just, just again, a ton of fun to watch. I love this team. And um, that's uh, that's what I learned. There's multiple blueprints for success with this roster. And we're going to continue to get better. All right. We can open up a, uh, a discussion here because I got one more point for what we learned last night. What we learned, Virginia Tech's social media accounts at the athletics level need to be run by students. We saw last night one of the best tweets I've ever seen from a, from a, uh, a sports account. It's 2020. Accounts all over, whether they're corporate, you know, you've seen Wendy's account, you've seen Moon Pie, like all these uh, companies they bring a lot of humor and wit and cleverness into their social media presence. And after we defeat the Villanova Wildcats, Virginia Tech's Hokies MBB account puts out a tweet. Villanova basketball, a Fortune 500 company, and it's all crossed out. And then it says, Virginia Tech basketball, get your popcorn ready. Popcorn emojis. CC John Rothstein, and then a picture of the John Rothstein Fortune 500 T-shirt that is worn by the Villanova Wildcat mascot, and in the background it just shows like a uh, a chart with like the market crashing. And this was just this was just a 10 out of 10 performance by our social media team. I think what we learned from there. And the engagement that came from that, obviously we got some Rothstein acknowledgement. And you guys can make fun of me. I think Rothstein is so good at building his brand in the college basketball world. I think he is hilarious. Nobody, I, like, I, I, I agree. Like I think he's great. Yeah. I, I, there's probably some people out there who would, who would think I take it a little too far. I just say it's Twitter. So uh, there you go. But, um, you know, I have to say, Go to the Virginia or go to the uh, the Villanova basketball page of their tweet after the game and look at all the Virginia Tech fans' comments in there. 
it is absolute savagery what Virginia Tech fans are saying in those mentions, whether it's a uh, Keve Aluma picture or a Cartier Jada uh, meme or, you know, uh, Mike Young just sitting there with his legs crossed eating the popcorn. There were like 300 replies. I sat there for 15 minutes reading through every single one cracking up because of the creativity that our fan base has. But also some of them were pretty savage and pretty hilarious. And I think what our men's basketball Twitter account is doing, it's matching. It's matching that energy. You got all these people who absolutely are in love with Mike Young and are in love with what his program is doing. And you are seeing it matched by the social media accounts. It's like, that is exactly what needs to happen. It's 2020. This is a modernized society. Everyone's got the smartphone. Everyone's reading Twitter. It's the best way to engage with your fan base. If you are making them laugh, if you are getting them to you know, share their tweet to all their friends, that's going to equal more followers. It's going to equal more people engaged with the account. Um, so to get off the soapbox here, I just got to say, I know Hokies Lax does a great job. I know women's basketball has done a great job lately as well on social media. This could have been the breaking point for Virginia Tech Athletics here with this tweet. I don't know. Maybe we're going to see a little bit more creativity out of the football department. I know a lot of us definitely want to see that because we kind of just see the same stale tweets from at Hokies FB week after week after week. So hopefully this was a breakthrough. Hopefully they give a student uh, the password to the Twitter at Hokies FB. I'm not sliding Hokies FB, but I think I'm speaking for a lot of people on that, uh, that Virginia Tech social media accounts need to follow suit of what the men's basketball account was doing uh, on, on Saturday night. Any, any thoughts? No, I think, um, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it was also refreshing not to see just, just desolate wasteland, angry people being angry at each other last night. Like it was just, it was fun for people. It was fun to have some smile emojis and, some you know fire emojis and like happy emojis it was just i don't know it was hokey nice. twitter was was not no man's land in world war one it was like it typically is uh during football season it was a happy place uh and it felt like charlie <laughs> charlie and the chocolate factory or willy wonka and the chocolate factory come with me and you'll be in a world of pure, <laughs> like literally, I just you know, eating the wax cup there. I I just felt I felt phenomenal. Everyone was so happy, mm-hmm. uh, and and so more of that, more of that, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would I would like that very much. Yeah, it was like the first time in what it seemed like forever we had a Diablo fan account. Hokies win video too, which is always nice when we see that on the, on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Always, always look forward to that. <laughs> so um, that being said, love talking about basketball. We got a couple of letters from the lunch panel later on here. We're going to do some storylines first, uh, just a little around Merriman. We'll call it around the Merriman Center. Uh, it was a slow week, but uh, these storylines are brought to you by Roots Natural Kitchen in Blacksburg. You might know about Roots, Virginia company, uh, started in Charlottesville. There's one in Richmond as well. Well, guess what? There's also a Roots in Blacksburg. I'm here to tell you it is better than your Cava or your Meza or, you know, even Chipotle. It's like that, the Chipotle style. But Mediterranean bowls, if you like 
flavor, you need to go to Roots. If you like a healthy alternative, you need to go to Roots. Bill's over there. He's I, I'm looking at him right now. It, it looks like he's kind of hungry. He's hungry just thinking about the uh, the Roots Bowls. I had the, um, the El Jefe the last time I went down in Blacksburg. I wish they had Roots in New Jersey. But we're doing Roots giveaways. We did one on Twitter. We did one on Instagram this past week. Be sure to comment your predictions so you can get free Roots cash. We're giving out like 50 bucks of Roots cash roots cash this week that's a lot of bulls guys i mean i don't 25 bucks is a is 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 a, is a healthy sir healthy serving of of roots yeah i was looking i saw 20 minutes had gone by there are only like four comments i was like are, are these people just getting you know fed elsewhere but uh head on down to roots download the roots application onto your mobile device use the promo code sons of sat and you will get 20 percent off of your order Roots Blacksburg, check them out. So, a couple storylines from the last week around the Merriman. Not the merry-go-round, the Merriman go-round. All right. <laughs> uh, Virginia Tech soccer finished ranked uh, number four. Uh, say, oh, do you, whoa, 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 whoa. Say that with some more gusto. Come on, Dude. now. Don't, don't, don't say that normal. Come on. Four in the country? Time. That's Come on, repeat time. that. So, repeat so, that. Repeat that. Go ahead. Give it to him one more time. Yeah, yeah. Hokie soccer. Shout out Coach Briz. They finished ranked number four in the Let's United- go. So it's very interesting how the soccer season went on because there's no NCAA tournament. The ACC tournament was a little different, but they will be continuing the season into the spring. It's going to be a more formalized spring season. Uh, so hopefully, you know, maybe we'll get some soccer guests on. Maybe I know my dad would love to come on and talk about soccer as well. Yes. Um, but that's pretty cool. Hokies wrestling, the Southeast regional training center, also known as the SCRTC in Blacksburg added some more very strong personnel over the last few weeks. Um, Nishan Garrett, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he is a four time all American. He was an NCAA champion in 2016 and also has national accolades, uh, was a member of the 2018 world team and a two-time national team member for the United States. Uh, a, a ton of good momentum in that wrestling program right now, led by Coach Roby. And uh, I know Bill's setting up setting up an interview with Coach Roby over these next few weeks. So um, stay tuned. It is coming. Stay tuned. Uh, so hopefully we'll get that set up in December. Hokies women's basketball off to a 2-0 start. Got the win over Liberty on Saturday. Got the win over Richmond earlier in the week. And these guys, or these gals, I should say, have, have done nothing but perform in, uh, in the last year and a half, year plus, under Kenny Brooks. And it earned him a contract extension out through the 25-26 season. So that's the next four years. Um, Bill, I know you love Coach Brooks. What are your What are your thoughts on uh, on that extension and just you know what this uh, what this season is going to look like here? He's done such a good job, and last year really was his breakout year, and it, it, it's disappointing that it was cut short. Um, but he's done he's done a great job, and and what you love to see too is just former players um, that played under him, uh, just voicing their excitement, voicing their support, uh, and just kind of stamping how how great he's been to. Uh, to the town of Blacksburg and for this program, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a talking point um, with, you know, kind of 
how much funding goes to different sports, but, but we're seeing incredible success uh, across the Merriman facility and, and with different sports uh, and women's basketball is right at the top of that list um, with making huge strides and, and, and competing at a really high level. So I can't say enough about him and what the job that he's done. And um, you know, if you haven't checked it out, we did interview him. Man, I want to say it was back in like June or July, um, but he's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm really glad that he's, uh, he'll be staying in Blacksburg here for some time. You know, it is not too late to buy a fan cutout at Castle Coliseum to watch both the men's and the women's basketball team play uh, from your cardboard eyes. And uh, don't forget. Well, wrestling. Pat, keep it in mind too. Like, you know, if you got a cardboard cutout for football, they had to sit out in the rain. It was cold. It was warm. They got sunburned. They got cold at night. If you're in castle, I'm sure they keep the temperature fairly regulated. You won't get rained on. You won't get snowed upon. Um, so if you care about your cardboard cutout or you're into like voodoo, all that garbage like this, <laughs> they'll take care of your uh, they'll take care of your stuff. So the, definitely the- think about it. The big ass fans on the ceiling will take care of your cardboard cutouts. Nice <laughs> climate control. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about my cutout hanging out in uh, in Castle though. They they need to they they need a good roof. Every house needs a good roof. They still need to power wash the castle roof. Uh, make the castle roof clean again uh, is is one of our jokes from an earlier episode. But uh, yeah, women's basketball, men's basketball, volleyball, wrestling. Check it out on HokiesSports.com for a fan cutout. Last bit of news here doesn't have to do with the Merriman Center, but it does have to do with one of our favorite Hokies in the NFL, Logan Thomas, balling out for the first place NFC East Washington football team's victory over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. He threw a pass. He had a receiving touchdown. It's it's really great to see Logan Thomas lighting it up uh, at the next level at a different position. Uh, that he played at Virginia Tech. That all being said, we did the Merriman merry-go-round. Now let's do the Thanksgiving merry-go-round. It has been a slow week of news, obviously because of Thanksgiving. But Billy Ray brought this to the table. He said, can we do a little segment on Thanksgiving food and our Thanksgiving experience and the grittiest Thanksgiving foods? Yeah, I just thought we haven't done the uh, the gritty thing in a while. Uh, it was going to be a continuous kind of thing, and we stopped winning football games, so we stopped doing that. But we're going to bring it back. Uh, thanks, can't lose on a bye week. So I'm not going to lie to you. I love, I love green bean casserole. I think it's great. Uh, uh, you got some. Is this my segment or your segment? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Who's, <laughs> Who's who's oh, giving oh, who's giving oh, the answer? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just reacting because oh. you're that you are out of line. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm no, not no, out please, of line. Please go on. Please go on. Green, green bean casserole is great. Um, man, now I'm self conscious. No, actually, no, I'm not because it's really good and I like it. I love green bean casserole. Red cabbage is good. Red cabbage is great. It's healthy for you. It tastes good. It's nice little acidic stuff. But the best thing, the bet. This is a hot take mixed mixed with like a life hack. Turkey itself is overrated, I think. It's overrated. But the best thing about Thanksgiving is the leftovers. The leftovers are almost better than the regular meal. And the best thing that you can do with your leftovers, walk on over to your kitchen, go on over to where the turkey is, the leftover turkey, take the turkey, put it on a plate, 
take some bread, toast it, throw some cranberry sauce in that joint, throw some mayo on that joint, throw said turkey onto sandwich, and therefore you have a tur- post-turkey Thanksgiving sandwich. It is phenomenal. Thank me in the mentions. Thank me later. Papa Mitchell made his cranberry sauce different this year. He made it with Splenda instead of sugar because apparently that's more healthy, and he put grapefruit in it, um, and it was good. I mean, I, Papa Mitchell, for those of you that don't know, fantastic cook, but for me, uh, that's kind of my Thanksgiving rundown. I, I, we could do a whole damn uh, podcast on food for Thanksgiving, so I'll just throw myself on mute. <laughs> I'm good. You know what? I'm, I'm a, call me old fashioned. I, I think stuffing is, is gritty as all get out. It's literally just bread soup. Uh, it's, it's like fried bread and that's just the most American thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, and it's also delicious. It's, it's, it's very good. Um, I would also say shout out to my buddy, Anthony Smith, who I spent Thanksgiving with in San Francisco uh, he made probably the most delicious Buffalo chicken dip I have oh, ever had love in my entire life. Buffalo chicken dip, not typically associated with Thanksgiving, depending on, I don't know, maybe who you're celebrating with. If you have football on in the background, it might be, but Buffalo chicken dip, Anthony Smith, his Buffalo chicken dip peak grit with the, with the truffle hot sauce. It's like this new, bougie hot sauce that you get at whole foods uh he, he sounds west coast threw some of that in there it's like a new new yeah it is pretty west coast but to be <laughs> fair it's also delicious too so uh and then after that you know i'm i'm, I'm a big uh i'm a big dessert guy but you you cannot you cannot beat some homemade pumpkin pie with just like a scoop of vanilla ice cream on oh, that thing oh my gracious the best some whipped cream on that joint too yeah, you know oh it. my <laughs> gracious uh uh cobbler too little peach cobbler, cobbler. that's more christmas but i mean you got us sure. on the subject of dessert. you're getting me excited i gotta and you know so we got we got shine. four weeks four yeah weeks all right christmas. all right all right all right patrick i'm with bill on the turkey take actually this might have been the most i've ever eaten on thanksgiving it was we had quite a spread but uh the turkey was kind of just like the last thing that was on the plate uh, cause everything else was so good. I don't know if I really had room or, you know, just I'm, I'm Dude, with you on the turkey thing. It just, every time, every Thanksgiving, I find myself like, I put everything on my plate that I'm like excited to get to. And then you get to the turkey and you're like, I mean, thanks. It's Thanksgiving. I gotta have some turkey, but there's not a lot of room on this plate for any of it. You know, maybe, I, maybe it's because we bake it and we haven't been frying it and I'm hearing. Oh, uh, well, there, well, there's your first, well, there's your first mistake. I mean, you didn't fry your turkey this year. Well, Jackson wasn't here. We only had we had a we had a small crew. I'm just saying, you definitely if if given if if it's we're doing A or B, it's got to be you got to fry it, man. We fry it every year except this year. Except this year. Except this um, year. grittiest food for us, applesauce, man. We we make our applesauce. It is unbelievable. Billy's giving me the look. He's like, no, you're only saying applesauce because you made the applesauce. It was the one thing that you made for Thanksgiving. And that's the grittiest thing. Get out of here. You can't no, pick something else. Babies eat applesauce. I was about to say the thing that the things that the, the one food that toddlers eat is the most gritty 
Get out of here. Dude, yeah, stop. We're, we're eliminating what you may. I know you had to, you know, you had to put on your, uh, your, your, your baking outfit. You had to put on your headband. You had to put on your hairnet so you didn't get any hair in the applesauce. We're about to see Pat. What, yeah. What did you get? What, what is grittier than applesauce? Pat Don't give me the stuff. the new stop. Gerber baby. We're going to see Pat's face on the Gerber baby. What? Get, you have to. There's no way that you think applesauce is gritty. I'm okay, giving you one like, chance to back off of this. I'm going to, I'm, I was going to jump on the green being casserole train but you took it, uh, my no. man and then okay, uh, they double down on it man <laughs> i have a separate comment about the green bean casserole and i'm right. stepping on that about the uh. stuffing i'm just getting you know completely roasted here I, would, would you rather be roasted or fried turkey <laughs> uh, um, okay here here's a pivot mashed potatoes okay that's fine that that mashed is completely fine but 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 here's the thing. What's the difference between mashed potatoes and and applesauce? It is legitimately the same thing if you think about it. You you chop up the potatoes, you mash them up, you heat them up. Oh, applesauce. You chop up the apples, you mash them up, and hey, Pat, you don't heat it up. It is hey, legitimately Pat, the same thing. Hey Pat, do you better. feed do you, Pat? Do you feed your your baby? Um, I don't have a. Do you baby. feed them mashed potatoes? I don't have a baby. <laughs> well, dude, dude, dude ap- know, applesauce probably. is not grit, man. Please stop. Like apple okay. dumplings, maybe. Like, come on, do apple you, turnovers. Do you do the little gravy volcano with the mashed potatoes? Because that's uh, grit. like they do at West End. Yes. Is it a is it a volcano or is it a reservoir? It's I don't a, really it's think it's a. a it's like a, what well, depends on how you you, you can build it, it up. Be a like volcano. A, yeah. Could be. Uh-huh. It could be both. <laughs> All right. Um. So thank you for the hum- humiliation about the applesauce. Um, next, dude. The only reason you picked it is because you made it. It's the only reason you picked yeah. it is because you made it. I think it is a top four Thanksgiving menu item. I think. I think it. I think it is. Boo. It, is, it is not a top four menu item and it is not it's it's certainly not grit like when i think of like hey what does pop you have not had my grit? applesauce you have okay. not had the thin applesauce okay oh okay. i will send you a picture it was magnificent but uh i have two more closing thoughts on thanksgiving one we did green bean casserole this year with mozzarella cheese as opposed mm. to i don't know what cheese they usually use the cream of cream of whatever it's a soup. It was like, it was like a green bean pizza, man. It was awesome. You had these massive clumps of mozzarella cheese engulfing the green beans, and oh, also had some uh, some almonds as well, shaved almonds. Really, really good. And then uh, silver lining of Thanksgiving. I'm going to give you to you right now. There are only five of us at the table this year, as opposed to, you know, 15, 20 people, extended family, what have you. One of the things that is very underrated about this year's Thanksgiving was that you didn't have a ton of people bringing a ton of different things at different times, or like, you know, it wasn't a big fight over the warmer or the oven. Everything was ready at the same time in our family, and the food was all hot at the same time. We that's ate, big time. Like I feel like you know sometimes you know Auntie Eileen brings the mashed potatoes. By the time you get to them, they are freezing cold, and you're just like, I think Thanksgiving is ruined. Nope, not this year. Not this year. Everything was hot. Sounds a consistency. It's very good. I don't know there if anyone go. else out there had that, but uh, I had to. I had to lay it down. Yeah, I think that was a fantastic summary. Uh, I, I guess one last Thanksgiving thought. 
we have to we have to have a serious conversation about why we only have certain foods on Thanksgiving. There are so many good foods that are put into the box of only being able to eat on eating on Thanksgiving. And we need to we need to explore that. We need we need some of these foods to to have a little bit more of a shelf life and more time to uh to to shine. But Pat, don't let me get on a food tangent. It will not, it literally will not stop. So why don't you go ahead we're going to dive into the letters of the lunch pail. And the letters of the lunch pail are brought to you by our fantastic friends over at Uscape. Uscape Apparel. I actually wore the Uscape sweatshirt crew neck at the dinner dinner table this week. Made great efforts not to stain it. I did not. Uh, super comfortable. Super thick. Like it's not just one of those. Ooh, check out my trendy sweatshirt. It's like no. If I Abby. have to go out and check out my trendy sweatshirt, and then after that I have to go weld in the backyard, I'm gonna stay warm. So they got. They're greatly built. They don't cut corners. There. They. You get to rep your skyline. Whatever school you love, you get to rep your skyline. I'm repping Virginia Tech. You should rep Virginia Tech as well. Um, but head on over to Uscape. Fifteen percent off if you use discount code. Sons of Sat. I kid you not. This is a great gift. Parents, uncles, aunts, cousins, whoever, brother, sister, check it out. It'd be a great present, great stocking stuffer, depending on how large your stockings are. If not, wrap it up, throw it on the tree. Um, but check them out. They're fantastic. Where our first question comes from Bryce Chalkley. Bryce, my Peloton, my Peloton compadre writes in, says, Who is your favorite newcomer? On this basketball team, I love Kebe Aluma. Kebe Aluma is great, but I don't want to take I don't want to take the easy road. I want to I want to I want to think outside the box. I'm actually going to go with Justin Mutz and Mutt cuts. I, I was about to say one of my favorite things about Justin Mutz is the Mutz cuts, um, the Mutz cuts stuff that you're doing on Twitter. I think it's creative. I think it's great. Uh, but he stepped in. Coming from how many minutes did he play against Radford? He played 21 minutes, then he played 39 against Villanova and, and just absolutely balled out, played fantastic. Justin Mutz has been a great ad, um, but everybody that's that's a newcomer has stepped up, found a role, but I'm going to go with Justin Mutz. Grant Watson asks, do you guys see Aluma being better than Kerry Blackshear Jr.? I see a lot of similarities in their games. That's a tough question. Uh, honestly, I'll start by saying that they're just – they're very similar builds. Uh, Kevin Aluma is 6'9". Kerry Blackshear Jr. is 6'10". But I think they're very different players. I think that Kevin Aluma is probably a little bit quicker than Kerry Blackshear Jr. It's kind of, in a way, I guess this one's comparing apples to oranges. Uh, I don't want to say that one's going to be better than the other, but I think one might be more efficient in Mike Young's system, uh, and that would be Kevin Aluma. Uh, I'm going to go with what I know there. Um, and that's not to discredit Kerry Blackshear Jr. KJ was a hell of a basketball player uh, during his time at Virginia Tech. Bill or Pat, anything to add? No, I was just going to say, I think they're I think they're completely different basketball players. I think Kevin Aluma is, is making much more of a living uh, on the defensive end of the court uh, than he's getting credit for. Uh, and also has made such a tremendous jump um, in his redshirt year. So I don't really think the die is cast on him. Again, he's a player who... I believe coming into this season had only taken two three-point attempts in his career um, and has kind of had a career renaissance here uh, in Blacksburg. So I'm interested to see how his career pans out. He's a fantastic defender, um, has has great post moves, um, and plays really well um, below the free throw line and in the paint. 
Um, so I, I just truthfully think they're different players. They just kind of look the same when you're watching the basketball game. So um, I don't know if that's a good answer or whatever, but it's my answer. This next write-in comes from Pat Finn. <laughs> the question. I have one. Is basketball school versus a football school a silly argument? Pat, would you like to take Pat's question? I do. And I also want to know if you guys have any feedback too, but I think the basketball school thing is just, I think it's kind of dumb. I think it's pretty dumb. Like I'm not trying to make an argument one way or the other, but the way that people are talking about Virginia tech as basketball school, it doesn't even seem like it's, it's like pro basketball. It kind of just seems like they're doing it just to kind of slight football, which is where I have the issue. I have, I have no issue someone saying that, yeah, we are a basketball school. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be a football school either. You know, we could be a wrestling school. I don't think we're any school. I think we are a division one power five program with a lot of great athletics programs with a lot of great student athletes and a lot of great coaches. And the fact that, you know, people are trying to kind of hedge us out as one school over the other, just to slight one of the programs that hasn't had a, a good couple of years. It just kind of bothers me. Um, it, it, it creates unnecessary unrest in the fan base and between the student athletes. You don't need that animosity. You can call me soft for, for, you know, being against the argument, but I just think it's kind of stupid. Um, I got a, I got, I got a nice, I got a nice, I just thought of this just now. Um, my, my, my brave, my brain neurons were clicking and I just, I just thought of this. Here's, here's what I think of when I think of basketball school, Villanova is a basketball school. Duke is a basketball school. Okay. Those are basketball schools. Does Michigan state go around and trot that they are a basketball school? No, they don't do that. We have two very good programs. Football brings in the most money. Football has the most national success over the course of forever. But I'm not going around touting, look, I want to be as good as we can be in as many different sports as possible. One sport's success is not another sport's failure, okay? So if we're doing really, really well in basketball, great. I love to see what we're doing in basketball. We need to be better at football. Both of those things don't have to be competing against each other, all right? So just this whole argument and this whole thing is just is, is, is being blown out of proportion and is stupid. Enjoy the basketball success. Let's try to get better at football. And, um, you know, other than that, go to work nine to five, put money in your 401k and, you know, love and hug your kids. That's, that's really all you have to do. I have think to get prophetic. I, I, I still want to, I still want to go here, Gray. He's heated. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I've talked about this before. I want to say it was probably a year ago. Football is the roots of Virginia Tech. Football builds community at, at Virginia Tech. You know, um, th- those teams from the 90s to the, you know, later 2010s or the later 2000s really built the identity of Virginia Tech in the eye of the United States of America and what people perceive Tech as. And if they want to think of it as a football school, that's fine. If they want to think of it as a basketball, that's fine. But just the, the whole sliding one versus the other football is the cash cow football has the market share. You can put more people in the stadium. It's more of an event. You make an entire weekend out of a football game. You got more people watching it on TV. You can tailgate. Uh, and I don't ever want to get away from being a football school and being a, being good at football is great for basketball and being great at basketball is great 
for football. And it, just, it. it shouldn't be an argument against each other. Like it shouldn't be uh, uh, this is good. So this sucks. This is bad. So this is good. It just, sh- it sh- it's being looked at completely, completely the wrong way. It shouldn't be mutually exclusive. I mean, my, my, my thought process is I'll, I'll say this to the people who, who have tweeted and say, you know, basketball school, you know, yeah, even I kind of joking, I, I, I'm sure in my Twitter lifespan, I've said we're a basketball school. A little tongue in cheek, a little tongue in cheek, yeah, having yeah, fun. A little, little, little tongue in cheek, having fun. My, my thought process is this. It is easy right now when we are having an off season on the football front. That's me being, we are, we're having an off season. Uh, it's easy at least over the past three or four years, I would say to get more excited about the basketball team because they've had more success. You know, there was that sweet 16 team coached by coach Williams. Uh, that was the, that was the pinnacle of Virginia tech basketball. You know that we always talk about on here, how fun that team was to watch and it was more so- success with no expectation. Exactly. Also. Exactly. Yeah. And more success with minimal expectation because why we're not characteristically a basketball school. And so right now we just knock off the, the, the number three team in the country. It's really easy to get excited about that, especially right now with the way things are going in, within the football program. Uh, so from the students who are there on a, on a Tuesday night in Castle when the world is normal, it's easier for them because they can knock two hours out on a Tuesday night. Virginia Tech football, that's a day. That's a Saturday. You know, that is a 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. marathon event. And there are less football games than there are basketball games. So it's like, you know, you have 12 shots to win 12 games. Basketball, you have 30. You know, it's it's more easy to get excited about Virginia Tech basketball right now. It is. But that doesn't mean that we're a basketball school. Not to mention, if you feel that way, regardless of what school you think we are, join the Hokie Club, donate to that program, and watch them soar. Hey, that's all I got to say about that little hokey club plug. Pat, have you sufficiently answered this question or do you have anything else that you would like to add on top? <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I can't get emotional over this question. Um, all right. Next question. Pete McGee. What is the ceiling for MY and company this season slash in five years? Ceiling. Hmm. Ceiling. Okay. So ceiling for this season, I think. I can I just say before you answer, I hate ceiling questions. I just do. I, I don't I don't I don't like it. I, I don't like I, you know, ceiling is the roof. Michael Jordan said that. I don't I don't like putting a cap power wash, on, power on, wash the roof. I don't like putting a cap on success. Um, but I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Pat. Uh I think it would be great if they made the tournament this year. I don't think that would be um, – I, I guess I'll say that if Virginia Tech makes the NCAA tournament this year, it would be a great success. If you want to talk about the ceiling, it would be making the tournament and winning a game or two. I don't I don't see this team making the Sweet 16 uh, just based on last year's team and you know, still have some question marks as far as uh, depth goes. Is Ojiako good? Uh, how are we going to work Conan? Um, you know, are we going to get to play this full season? I think this is a great team, but, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think we're there yet. 
you hit it at the end of that. I'm, I, first and foremost, I hope we can play a full season. I hope that, you know, they've done a good job adjusting, uh, you know, we got the whole bubble thing going on. Uh, I want to see that continue to go well. Um, but I'll just double down on what coach Giltner said. Like I'd love, you know, for Virginia tech basketball, if we can become a perennial, um, you know, tournament team, get out there, compete, uh, continue to get w- uh, good at recruiting. Uh, I know Darius, it seems like Darius Maddox may be redshirting this year. He's a talented young man. Gio Bama seals getting minutes. He's a talented young man as well. Uh, and just build the program from the ground up and find ways to get in the tournament, compete in the ACC. Um, you know, I, I think what it really comes down to is we got the right guy for the job. Uh, we got elite, elite uh, recruiters on the assistant staff who eventually will become head coaches of their own. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think just finding ways to get into the tournament, if we get to the tournament this year, that would be a tremendous success. So, um, you know, yeah. looking forward to seeing how it's built. Yeah. To, and to, to tamper expectations just on one game. Also, I know last year's game was a lot different than this year's game, but we saw what happened after Michigan state, you know, uh, we finished uh, pretty poorly those last 14 games in HC play really tough conference. Um, but you know, I, I think it, it's reasonable to think that this team can finish at the top half of the ACC. Now, the question says in five years, you know me, positive Pat jumping in here. Let's go, Coach Young. Coach Young's going to cut down the nets somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be from winning the regional. I don't know if it's going to be from winning the ACC tournament. Hell, maybe we'll win the national championship. I don't know. All I know is that I believe in this guy, and I think we have limitless expectations of what we can do in five years. Well, you know, the man has proved in year one that he can recruit, picking up guys from Oak Hill Academy like Darius Maddox, picking up Joe Bamisil, and then getting all these phenomenal transfers, guys like Mutz. uh, And, you know, the ceiling is the roof, Michael Jordan. Uh, This season is... Again, Pat, you said it. You can't base it off one game, but I think we're going to be better than we were last year. That is for damn sure. Uh, I, I think we will win more than 15 games. Um, you know, I would love to see us get to 20 wins this season. I, I think that that's possible. I think that is very well within the realm of possibility. And in five years, I, at least a conference championship, at the very least a an ACC conference championship, which would be – awesome would just absolutely be monumental for our basketball program saturday game day if you could take one former virginia tech basketball and football player to put on this year's teams who would you choose i love i love this question i would pick on the football side tim settle we need defensive tackle depth and it's been you know such a long time since timmy Grace the trenches and he's had a unbelievable season so far with the Washington football team. Uh, defensive tackle depth is something that we definitely need and defensive t- tackle size is what Great we pick, need as Pat. well. Great so pick. I'm going to go with uh, Timmy, the penguin man settle uh, basketball. I will pick. Hmm. I think. I you mean, I'm going to love my basketball pick Del Curry, man. Why not Del Curry? He's a scorer. All right, I'll go. Here's my pick for basketball. It's kind of, it it took me a second. Yeah, I'd I'd love to have J-Rob back. Yeah, I would love that. I'd love to have KJ. But you know who I'd really like to see in this system? I'd love to see Justin Bibbs or Ty Outlaw 
in this system. Either one of those guys, three and D, some more size to them. I think they would be a phenomenal add to the system. Really smart basketball players as well. I think they would be a great add. In terms of 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 a football player, you know, if if I went defense, I don't think you could pick a better pick than Tim Settle. If I were still looking at defense, you could argue Tremaine Edmonds would be great from a you know bolstering that second level perspective. Um, so that's another pick, but. I'm going to go with Isaiah Ford or Cam Phillips. I think that we just really miss a go-to wide receiver who's able to take the top off of the defense. Again, Trey Turner dealing with some health issues. Uh, Tavion Robinson still coming into his own a little bit. Um, And a a little bonus, little special teams. I actually just thought of this one. I'd love if Greg Stroman were returning our punts. Uh, I think that would be, uh, I think that would be nice. Or even CJ Carroll back there returning punts. CJ Carroll was the was the master of knowing when to fair catch versus not fair catch. So either one of them would have been a would have been a great ad. Basketball, this one's easy because he's my favorite Virginia Tech basketball player of all time. Give me Deron Washington all day, every day. Uh, I mean that that man could fly, uh, had bounce like no other, and I feel like in Mike Young. And Mike Young's offense and just the way that he plays defense, I feel like uh, DW could be dangerous, especially on fast breaks. I mean, anyone who watched him play back in, uh, back in the day knows how special of a player that he was. Uh, football, you know, it's easy to say some of the, the – who I'd rather have back, like maybe like a Corey Moore. But I honestly – if. If I could have anyone back on this team right now, it'd be Chris Ellis. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated defensive linemen that has ever played at Virginia Tech. I mean, it used to wreak absolute havoc uh, on on opposing offensive lines. He was Matt Ryan's worst nightmare uh, for a number of years. Uh, really was able to just apply so much pressure on, on opposing quarterbacks, and, and we could really use that this season, a guy like Chris Ellis. What a phenomenal, um, great letters to the lunch pail this week. You guys really, you guys really did the damn thing. Uh, some great hokey haikus as well. We're going to move into Sharky shout outs. Got to shout out Sharky's again. Sharky's helped us throw a fantastic, uh, compliance, uh, group event, uh, uh, event when we were in Blacksburg. So really appreciate them. Check out their sons of Saturday, bloody Mary deal, the mimosas, all that jazz. We love Sharky's in Blacksburg. In terms of shout outs, um, man, shout out to my family. It was great to get together for Thanksgiving, but more specifically, shout out to my brother, man. My brother's at the Naval Academy. We found out today that he'll be coming home on December, I think December 11th or December 12th um, after the Army Navy game. So um, kind of bummed his birthday fell on Thanksgiving this year. Wasn't able to celebrate with him. He hasn't been able to leave campus. It's just been a Tough year for student athletes and students all around and, and everybody all around, but really missing Jackson and looking forward to getting to spend some time with him. Um, and then, uh, you know, shout out to you guys, shout out to the basketball team and um, looking forward to getting together whenever that way may be. Grayson, Pat, I believe it'll be in, in two weeks. So Grayson, excited to get you back on the, uh, on the East coast here soon. I think it's, I think it's three weeks We're we're eyeballing December 18th, which is actually the day that I land in, in Virginia. Here's to hoping that, Everything goes well, and I'm still able to come home in three weeks, knock on wood. Um, my shout-out, first shout-out, the Relay for Love group, uh, Grace Hecker. Uh, I know we haven't posted beard pics in a while, but you should see them now. We're going to post 
our final beard pictures tomorrow, last day of November. I cannot wait to shave this rat's nest off of my face. It is absolutely disgusting. Um, Only two just, of us. Only two of us, though. One of us. Uh, one of us chose to just you know quit. Quit on. No oh shoes. man, you're gonna throw the cute the quit word quit on me. Quit. Dude, I guess I embrace. I, me and my applesauce were just not being. Uh, I grabbed a, a can of applesauce and just decided not to be grit and shaved off my. Uh, no, I, I can't. I, I'm exactly sorry. Right. I, I got made fun of one time too many in the group meeting and look like, hey, sons of employment. Like I didn't want to, you know, wanted to, wanted to keep that going and didn't want to look like a, you know. A, a, a bum so i shave i shave my mustache you know <laughs> damn well, shoot me. If, if grayson lived by that ruling he would have shaved like three weeks ago man, oh, yeah, man. that's a deep dig but you know what here's, here's the deal y'all <laughs> it's a deep it's a deep dig i can't grow a a full beard it just it, it's a neck beard and it's disgusting and it doesn't look good pat has the most electrifying beard out of all three of the sons of saturday but uh anyway <laughs> You know, shout out to the Relay for Life team, phenomenal cause. Uh, and then uh, shout out to Anthony Smith in San Francisco, who let me come up and uh, and stay with him for the Thanksgiving holiday. We had a blast in SF. It's beautiful up there, especially this time of year. Uh, and then shout out to my family. Uh, every, every week is a week closer that I get to come home and see y'all. So I cannot wait for that and to be home for the holidays. Uh, so Pat, close this out, man. Yeah. I uh, don't have too many shout outs other than mom. Did a great job with Thanksgiving. Dad did a great job with Thanksgiving. And then uh, Villanova fans, my Villanova friends, they were very graceful in taking the L from Coach Young. So shout out to them. Uh, and then we don't ask people to do this very much or at all. So if you like us, if you want to give us a good review, please do. Uh, go on to the Apple Podcast website, subscribe, review the podcast, rate the podcast, read the articles on sonsofsaturday.com. Grant Mitchell put They're good. They're good. Really, really, really good article about the about the uh, the Villanova game, which was just great. And, uh, you know, have more content coming from the scribes of Saturday. But other than that, we appreciate you. We're tipping off in a few minutes here against the Bulls of South Florida. We got Clemson on Saturday. That's a little scary. We have a game preview coming out midweek uh, for the Clemson Tigers, and uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. But other than that, appreciate y'all, and we'll talk to you soon.